If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Maybe Baby, the podcast for the parentally undecided. I'm Kate Lawler. And I'm Bodge. And this is episode five, the halfway Q&A. And the reason it's called that is because it's us answering your questions halfway through the series. It's not halfway though, is it? It's not. It's more of a third of the way through, but the third of the way Q&A didn't quite have the same ring to it. Anyway, cheers to you. We've cracked open a bottle of red, which we bought on our holidays in France. That's lovely, isn't it? We're no wine connoisseurs, but that is a really lovely drop of red. I don't know how much it costs, but it was bloody worth the money. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about ourselves, because in each episode, we do focus very much on the guest we are chatting to. Mm. So in case you want to know a bit more about us, I'm 39. I'm left-handed. I hate mushrooms. I love dogs. What else? I'm incredibly gullible. I'm a twin. I have a twin sister called Karen. Would you say we're alike, Karen and I? Um, you have some joint mannerisms. Mainly because you both go, uh, when you're trying to make a point. So, yeah. But uh, I think you'll find we don't. Yeah, like that. Uh, Hugh Laurie is my weird celebrity crush. Really? Did, did you not know that? I didn't know that. I loved Hugh Laurie. House. What was the programme recently he did when he was abroad in Spain? Oh, yeah. The Night Manager. That was the show. Hugh Laurie and the Night Manager. He played the baddie. Yeah. Um, I was really into him. Probably. I prefer him in Blackadder when he used to say things like, <laughs> wobble. I'm brilliant at wrapping presents. Brilliant. I'm not so good in the kitchen. I once left a spoon inside a Nutribullet and this flat looked like a scene from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And and do you know how I found out? Because someone tagged me on Instagram. (laughs) Can you imagine? I think I was away on holiday. You were were on a stag do. I was on a stag do and suddenly the words that came out were, what's she done now? There's two times when I know you've done something Did bad. you go straight on Instagram? I went straight on Instagram. It's either that or when you call me when I'm at work. Yeah. So that's a bit about me. The handsome is about to speak about himself, which a, I know he hates doing. So feel free. I'm a bit more unknown, aren't I? Okay. Mm. So I'm the opposite of you in the sense that I'm right-handed. I love mushrooms. Get out. Big fan of Barnet FC. So much so that he's taken me to at least five games to the hive. Barnet 3, Brentford 3. Best game of your life. <laughs> yeah. And it cost us a fiver to get in each. No, it didn't. It cost 20 quid. She has no concept of money. <laughs> anyway, I grew up listening to Grime and Garage. Do your best quick MC voice. Inside the ride. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you sure? I don't know why they asked that question. You'd hear they go, oh, is everyone in the place ready? And you're just like, yeah. I mean, we've paid £35 to be here. I've got some really nice trousers and shoes. I've got my whistle. I've got my horn. Yes, I'm ready. Please put DJ EZ on. But anyway. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you ready? Are you sure? 
I get told regularly that I look like Jason Statham, but I think that's just lazy typecasting of bald men with a beard. No, you look like Jason Statham. I don't think, well, you know, we'll take that. And then finally, I'm a Londoner through and through, born in, and grew up in North London, uh, but my parents are from the old Czechoslovakia, so if we make any kind of strange, Martin, what are you doing? That's an impression of my mum. Katie, when are you giving me a grandchild? <laughs> I don't want you to get married first. I want a grandchild. <laughs> you make it sound like she's a 94-year-old woman. That's an awful impression of your mum, sorry. It really is bad. Salt Suzanne. Uh, rinsed. Anyway, what about us? We've got our two beloved dogs, our two little miniatures. Mm-hmm. Go on, what's this? What would you call them? So Baxter Do is... Do the impressions. Our miniatures. I don't want it. It's probably best we don't have kids because they'll be traumatised by their embarrassing mum. <laughs> Baxter is eight. And Shirley, we rescued last year. She is two. She is 25% Yorkshire Terrier, 25% Staff, 25% Chihuahua, and 25% Sighthound, according to her DNA, which I'm not going to argue with, but Martin doesn't believe. That was a weird orgy they had. (laughs) (laughs) She is a bit of a neighbourhood problem. She has killed at least two rats. She has murdered two rats. started on about 14 dogs. The first day we got Shirley, she arrived back in our flat and shit on our sofa. She walked into the front door. Stood on our sofa, pooed on it, and then went up and peed in the bedroom. Within the first week, I'd watched her shake a rat to death in my local park. I was thinking, what have I done? But we persisted with old Shirley Chops. Love her to bits. Shall we go straight into the questions? Yeah. We have so many questions to answer. We'll try and get through as many as possible. Thank you to everybody who got in touch via email, via Instagram. Shall we start with this from Millie Bamford? She asks, where did you meet? I'll do the truncated version. So we met at the Kerrang Awards. Good use of the word truncated. Thank you. We did not know each other. We got on famously. Just stop you there. Okay. Bod made a move on me. I was not interested in meeting anyone <laughs> that night. You came over, spoke to me within 10 minutes, you were trying to stick your tongue down my throat. However, it did work because we're still together. So that's how we met at the Kerrang Awards. And that was six years ago. Jesus. Uh, Jules asks, is the handsome's real name actually Bodge? Do you know how many people message Karen, my twin sister, and say, what is the handsome's real name? What is Bodge's real name? I like to be mysterious. Okay, it begins Mm, with M. And ends in Artin. (laughs) (laughs) It's Martin. Martin, it's Linda. Yeah, it's not the best name. Martin, it's Linda. It's fine. Martin, it's Linda. See, I'm getting bullied by my own... My, my own girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so Anastasia Star, what a great name, um, says, how are your dogs with kids? You answer that, go on. They're great. We were really worried about Shirley because we didn't know her background, but the first time she had interaction with a child was in a coffee shop in Crouch End. Oh, do you remember that? She was just adorable. That kid was buzzing over the fact that Shirley was trying to lick inside her mouth. <laughs> Shirley is a very persistent kisser. And also when you see Baxter, he, he really actually, I think his favourite people are children because he gets that so waggy good, bum yeah. and he's just like... Honey. So gentle. Yeah, both so of them. Sometimes when I see them with kids, I just think, God, oh, wouldn't it be great? But I'm not having a kid just so my dog can play with it. Selfish. Next question. What worries you the most about having a child? That's from Vicky Bateman on Instagram. Mm. I'm sure that's aimed at you. Do you know what? (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what does worry me is how much our lives will change because we do have a lot of freedom now. We're both super busy. So I'm personally not an advocate of multiple children, but I do realise that as soon as you have one, there is a dramatic change. And I've really learned that from doing this podcast. Mm. What worries me the most about having a child is that I have a one in seven chance of having twins. Also, pushing a baby out my vagina, which I know I'll never be forced to do because I can opt for elective C-section. Shirley, they've come to get you. (laughs) She's up here. So the benefit of doing this podcast in our living room 
is that we're on the intersection of two main <laughs> roads. So all the emergency services come down here. So, yeah. Brilliant. You may hear some background violence. Yeah, I think what worries me the most about having a child, if I'm completely honest as well, is that Bodge and I will break up. You say this a lot. I and know, actually, but and it's a worry. I'm a being honest. A few people have said this to me that that actually made them feel really sad. And a few of my mates contacted me and said... Like, are you and Katie okay? And I was like, we're absolutely fine. She has said this from day one. And I've always, re- I've got so fed up of hearing this, I'd no longer reassure you. Because <laughs> the first time you hear it, you go, of course, I'm not going to leave you. And then by the hundredth time, I was like, well, I might break up if you ask me this question again. Yeah. But also people break up. People do break like, up. Like if we're going to break up, we're going to break up. But that is a worry. But you're not on your own. I'm not doing a runner. Okay, well, bye. No, why would I do a runner? There's nothing inside me. How well do you know me for six years? I know, I know. Can you see at any point me doing a run? I don't know. I haven't run away from a restaurant. I haven't (laughs) run away from a taxi. These are a lot less serious crimes, okay? (laughs) And also, if you consider it, I'm pretty exposed now. Uh, Let's move on to the next question. Rach Phillips, is it a deal breaker for either of you? Would you break up if Bodge wanted kids and you outright decided no? And that is a good question. We had this discussion the other day, didn't we? I've thought about this a lot. From doing this podcast... I said to you that if you finally decided that you didn't want kids, I wouldn't want to break up. Because let's be honest, finding a person that you can spend this much time with and want to be with and love and cherish and want to do all that stuff is actually probably more important. That's just to me. But ideally, I'd love to do that with a child. So I guess if one positive thing was going to come out of this podcast, it's that Bodge has gone from me asking over the last six years, what happens if I never change my mind? And him saying... We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. To now saying, it's okay if you never change your mind. Which is well, it's bit. not totally okay. I've got to keep you on the hook a little bit. Brilliant. <laughs> Loopstar79 on Instagram. Uh, she says, have you both had a fertility MOT? P.S. Loving the podcast. Thanks, Loopster79. Do you know one thing that worries me? This is, here we go, a bit of information here. Go on. Um, so when I was in my third year at uni, I got mumps. So it's a swelling disease. So basically I woke up and I had a big fat face. I was like, I felt, I felt fine, <laughs> but uh, went to Dotty, went, you've got mumps, go home, stay in isolation. You'll probably be fine in a week. Anyway, got to a week. There's two side effects of mumps. And the really serious one is if it travels upwards to your brain and you get swelling in your brain, you can die. Or it goes downwards. And it went downwards to my nuts. Did your nuts swell up? My nuts swell sw- <laughs> Did you look like my, the nutty professor? They were more like apples. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. And I had such a high temperature that my mum, I was at home with my mum and she was despairing, didn't know what to do. I was so ill. They took me to hospital. They're like, you have to cool him down. And uh, they literally stripped me naked, put this massive fan on. Were you hot and bothered? I was was hot and bothered. (laughs) But in that time, about four or five people came in to check my nuts because I think it was so rare. Oh, brilliant. No one had ever seen it. I think I woke up at one point the janitor was taking a look. It was like, <laughs> bloody hell, he really has got a pair of apples on him. Oh, so they'd never seen nuts that big? I don't think they'd seen nuts that big. to that, hand. Luckily, everything went back to normal after a week. But one of the side effects when I went to see the doctor, he said, your fertility may be affected. Whoa. So that's always been in the back of my mind and I've never done anything about it. So this is a nice follow-up question from Ashley Shepherd. Hi, Ashley. She says, are you worried about eventually deciding you do want a family and then having fertility issues? And this is something I hadn't really considered until we decided we were going to do an episode at a fertility clinic. We're going to go and get tested. And I thought to myself, how would I feel if I was told it's now or never? I think if we go for that MOT and they say you have to start trying now, I do think things would get quite difficult between us. 
I just mean that. Mm. I don't mean like split upable, but you know, it's like that kind of awkward moment where I'd be like, well, this, we kind of have to decide now or never. But we're going for the MOT in a couple of months. Yeah. And that's six months before we get married. So we couldn't start trying then. Otherwise, I'll be walking down the aisle <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> Not ideal. Want to have a drink on my wedding day? <laughs> Selfish. Yeah. In what, so hang on. In what way do you think it would get awkward between us? Well, I think at that point, I'd probably ramp up the, come on, let's let's make a decision let's do something now so would you want to start trying before we got married no in all on no, but if you're talking about a perfect world absolutely no. not i would if we were going to try i would want to try after our wedding mm-hmm. on I our mean, wedding night mate. wedding night let's consummate the marriage cheers um this came in from polly anna dorba you'll probably say neither or just a healthy one but if you had to choose girl or boy what would you prefer i would be totally happy with either there is always that bit of a guy when you're like, oh, I want to play football in the park, but I could just play football in the park with a daughter. I would rather a boy because I know that you would really want a son. And my fear is that if we have a girl, you'll then go, I really want a boy. <laughs> However, my mum has got four grandsons. Both yeah. of my sisters have two boys each and she is desperate for a granddaughter. So for my mum, I'd love a girl. I honestly do not care. Listen, if we had any baby, I'd be happy. Would Bodge like to be a stay-at-home dad? That's from Stills7x on Instagram. I think one of the best things in this country is this split between paternity and maternity, which I think they changed relatively recently. Yeah. So luckily the company I'm with is really generous. I don't know the exact terms, but I think you get up to 12 weeks at 80%, I want to say, but they're really generous with what they offer. So say you did the first three months, Mm -hmm. which are obviously pretty key. I could then take up the next three six months i'm not sure i haven't looked into it and actually be a stay-at-home dad for that period oh and i think i could still love you to be a stay-at-home i could still do work as well i don't Mm -hmm. think i'd ever stop no i get that having a kid is pretty much a full-time job but i think also the personal bit of you know spending that time with your kid which you'll never get back yeah that's quite appealing for me Uh, meg williamson says If you were to get pregnant, would you want to breastfeed? It sounds painful. I know my sister, my twin sister, had to get nipple shields. Her breasts were really sore. I've just Googled something. Go on. The phobia of breastfeeding. Go on, what's it called? I don't know if this is true. (laughs) Breastfeedophobia. Lactobubiphobia. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) This can't be true. This is an Australian website, so there's no guarantee it's true. Lactobubiphobia. How to spot a lactobubiphobia sufferer. I can't say it. You can't even say it. I can't say it. (laughs) I look at women breastfeeding in public and I always get a nice warm fuzzy feeling inside because I feel like there is a really deep connection between mum and baby. Yeah. And I always see women looking so happy. I've got to say, I'm, I'm glad women can feel comfortable to breastfeed in public now, but I do not know where to look. Just don't look at a rack. I mean, you don't, but you're then like, but I don't want to make it look like I'm not looking because it's weird. So then you stare straight at, no, you don't stare straight at (laughs) me. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Would you consider a water birth if you decide to have a baby? And would Bodge get in beside you? Pool party! I mean, if we did a water birth, your dad would have a sun lounge next to us, just sunbathing, wouldn't he? There'd be a boat, your whole family would be there and they'd be playing house music. Water births are quite trendy, aren't they, nowadays? They're all the rage. I know loads of women who have had water births. We've had a couple of emails, actually. There's been a specific type of birth people mention. Actually, let me get that up. I quite like the idea of giving birth in a pool. I mean, it must be nice and warm. Can you have bubbles in there? Is it like just having a nice bath? I'm not against the idea, actually. But I know that that would never happen because if I did fall pregnant, I would 100% go in for an elective C-section. That's something I'm just, I feel really strongly about. Does it hurt less if you do a water birth? I've no idea. Chelsea Blair, would you foster if pushing a baby out wasn't an option? Um, would you adopt? Also came in from Lucy Brockwell. We talked about this the other day, didn't we? We've spoken about this a lot over the years. It's not yeah. just uh, the other day. We've always spoken about adoption and fostering. My auntie Pat and Uncle Laurie, they fostered for many years. And from what I've heard, it really is challenging, but incredibly rewarding at the same time. I'm not against it. I don't think you are either. But I know how much you'd want our own baby first. Is that right? Would you still feel like yeah, that? Yeah. No. Oh God, it's, it's hard to say, oh, I, I as a priority, but I would definitely prefer to have something that is a combination of me and you as a as a first option but if it turned out that we couldn't have kids I would definitely definitely explore adoption I've got no problem with adoption at all I think there's loads of kids in the world who for whatever reason don't have parents and you want to be there for them I think the flip side is I don't think I have the emotional capacity to be a foster parent I'm in awe of what you're auntie pat and uncle Laurie. uncle Laurie did because i just the, the and you've told me about some of the you know some of the cases have been amazing but some of some of them have been so hard and such a struggle yeah that i'm i'm not that emotionally developed in that sense that i could do it i have so much respect for anyone who fosters or adopts yeah um, it's certainly not something we're against and we have discussed in the past, mm. but I know it wouldn't be your first option. I think as, you know, you just take one step at a time mm-hmm. and that might change one day in 10, 20 years. We might decide that mm. actually adoption or fostering is really right for us then. Uh, to both of you, where do you feel the most pressure to be a parent comes from? I'll answer that, from Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, funny enough, not from family. I know your mum always says, Katie, when are you going to give me a grandchild? Why do you make her sound like she's in the mafia? Katie, when are you going to give me a grandchild? <laughs> It tends to be from people you meet out and about, like at a party or uh, through work, who don't know you that well, but they'll ask you about your current It's like situation. an off-the-shelf question, isn't it? It's like, oh, do you have how, kids? How oh. long have you been together? You're yeah. going to have kids? Now it's like a boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Everyone expects that kind of path. From your group of mates, who you grew up with, mm-hmm. there's a lot more of them with kids and stuff. Do you feel more... No, again, it's not pressure, because they all know how you feel, so none of them ever go to you when you're going to have a kid. But do, yeah. you, do you feel like a societal pressure well yeah that's a good question it actually came in from an h white on insta she said do you think you'll just end up popping one out due to societal pressure so look i think that women are now being encouraged to do what's right for them and if it's having a career over having children that's fine i just feel uncomfortable sometimes saying out loud that i don't want a child because of being judged and the questions you get but We still live in a world where it's expected that women will go to school, maybe go to university, get a job and then find a husband or wife and then have a child. Yeah. 
so I do feel a little bit of pressure because it's it's the norm. It's what society has told us for goodness knows how many years. That's what women do. Mm. And no, I don't feel like every not. woman was put on the planet to procreate. It's it, We're all put on this planet to do what's right for us. And I don't feel like I get that much pressure from people. It's usually uh, friends and family, tongue in cheek, saying, oh, but you'd be so good as a mum. There is a pressure in that comment, but I don't think it's intentional. Yeah. I don't think it is. It's a compliment, really. Mm. And I think that's interesting between men and women. And actually, I, I, I had a, like a half-day training thing about bias. And, you know, you kind of, whenever you have these things go in your work diary, you go, oh, God, this is some politically correct stuff. But actually, it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So it was about split 50-50 men and women, only about seven of us in there, quite senior people at my company. And Little brag there from Marge that he's quite senior. Uh, well, you know, I, <laughs> tag along. <laughs> And one of the women there made a very good point that actually, if you want to advance in your career, but you also want a family, you'll be on a trajectory, then you'll have a kid, and then you'll have a year out. So you'll come back a year behind everyone else. Mm. So naturally, your progression is less so. But at the same time, also, there was a guy in there, senior guy, looked after, managed lots of people. He worked at some really big tech companies and then made a decision to step back because his job could have involved him flying around the world two or three times a month okay, out of home, in the office or entertaining or doing whatever else most of the time. He wouldn't have seen his kids grow up. So for him, he made a conscious choice to step back to have a family. And his point was, it's actually not just women who it affects, it can affect men as well. And mm. to be honest with you, I think any person gets to decide what their job is, yeah. really. Like, if you're that senior that they're doing that, you can turn around and say, no, I'm not going to fly to this place yeah. this week because I want to do this. I think lots of people do it because it's a power thing and they feel powerful mm-hmm. and they can self-justify it. Whereas I think the healthiest thing you can do is actually have a family and grow up with it together mm. and have experience of that because that keeps you grounded. But it is tricky for women having a baby, having a year out or even six months out because even if bosses don't mean to be biased, there probably is a fair bit of unconscious bias that comes with promoting mothers who've taken time off, arguably with the fear that they're going to have another baby. Although flexible working for parents has improved, which is great for those who um, don't want to give up their career when having a child. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think with the likes of Anna Whitehouse, who's mother pucker on Instagram for her Flex Appeal campaign, that was huge. Which And it's really encouraged employers uh, to allow parents to work the hours that are more suitable for them. So that's positive, I think, that Mm. we're seeing uh, change for working mums and dads. And I think if you are worried about having a child because of your work hours, just ask your employer, because I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but for the past five years, the moment you're in your job for six months, in the UK this is, you have the right to request flexible working hours. I only found that out recently. I've got to say, that is news to me. But that's good. Do you know what, though? I'll tell you this. So I was looking for someone to join my team. And I, I, I actually really like hiring. You, you need to have quite a diverse workforce. Yeah. So you need a bit of everything. And actually mothers are great because they're more empathetic. They're, you know, they're, there's a lot of things they add. So there's someone I used to work with. She was a mum of one. And I was like, she'd be great for this job. So I contacted her. I said, Would you, do you want to come in for an interview? And she actually said, my um, maternity package here at my company is so good. I'm going to have another kid here. So I'm just going to stay. Wow. Now the job I would have had probably had more potential not definitely to kind of progress 
And I think there's that little bit where once you have the kid and you're in those shoes, you go, where am I going to be best looked after rather than where am I going to best proceed necessarily? I mean, she must be getting a really good maternity package. But also, I mean, if she wasn't progressing in her career, she probably would move. No, but that's the point. I'm not sure. No, I think it was almost like I'm happy here because I've got my kids at home. They look after me here. I've got some flexi time. And that's why often you don't see women in the kind of upper echelons of jobs because there is sometimes that I'll just settle for this because I, and Mm -hmm. not because of their lack of ambition, but because I think the acceptance is that once you have two kids, you can't get to that stage. Saying that I've seen, I've seen plenty of women who do have kids who run companies. So it can be done, but I think those are the kind of people who break through. But everyone's different, right? Some women want to get straight back to work 12 weeks after giving birth, hire a full-time nanny. Other women want to do half and half there are some women who just want to be full-time mums and there's no right or wrong way to do it I think everybody's entitled to do what's right for them well let me tell you this sorry to jump in there but I've got a friend who works at a big social media company based in Singapore Mm -hmm. and actually her maternity pay or maternity period that she can take off I think is a maximum of four months so if you think about here it's 52 weeks right is it it a whole I think you can take a whole year right Mm -hmm. so Imagine that you don't really get the choice over there, um, especially as lots of people go over there to work and they're not citizens. Is that four months paid? So the first eight weeks is paid, but then after that, I don't think it is. Wow. Mm. I mean, obviously some companies might pay for it, but even so, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the maximum tops out of four months. We're very lucky. We a- are. Anyway, we've, and- all got, we've all got very serious here, haven't we? Oh, suddenly <laughs> it's got really serious. This from Harriet Carlin. Have you thought about baby names, Kate? Here we go, okay. Is it weird that we have, even though... I'm not sure if I want a kid. <laughs> this just about sums me up. I know what I'd like to call my next dog, but not a child if I have one. I think we, when you're together for six years, you just basically deal with every question. You know, you just lie in bed, you go, what would we call our kids? I'd call my next dog Cheddar. Oh, you're just copying cor- Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'd get a Corgi and I'd call it Cheddar. That's just, it's just too bait, sorry. So we have spoken about names, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, you wanted to call, if we had a girl, you wanted to call her Stevie for a long time because of Stevie Nicks. I still do. I, I think Stevie's a gorgeous name for a girl. Not a fan. Should call our kids Square. It's a big, it, that's the big thing now, isn't it? To call your kid something, everyone wants to be different. I think nowadays people are more open to stranger names or yeah. more, more unique names. Like Nicolas Cage called his kid Kal-El. What's that's that from? That's Superman, isn't it? Gwen Stefani Go on. and Gavin Rosdale. One of their kids is called Apollo Bowie Flynn. Did they just pick their favourite things at that at that moment? And one of their other kids is called Zuma Nesta Rock. Zuma Nesta Rock. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a nice place to visit. Sounds like a holiday resort. <laughs> so Kanye and Kim, North Saint and Chicago. I mean, he's from Chicago, to be fair. We'll call our kid Edgeware. Edgeware. Yeah, there we go. We'll call our kid Kent. <laughs> Beckenham. Short into Beck. Kent's quite a nice name. That's It's quite American, isn't it? So to answer your question, Harriet, we... we d- no, we don't really know. We have no idea. I like the name Stevie for a girl. Bodge likes Bobby for a boy. Yeah, because Bobby's quite kind of casual. He's fun. Casual, he's yeah, fun. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm Bobby, aren't I? How but, do you know what our kid's going to be like? Yeah, but then if you have to tell him off, you're like, Robert, come here. So our kid would be called Robert? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Plus your brother's called Robert. Oh, don't make that up. Oh, it'd be nice to call him after your brother. Yeah, well, I mean, Link... I don't know. Anyway, we're going to stop here. We are going to return to the halfway Q&A next Sunday. We're going to split it over two weekends because there's still so many more questions to answer and we really need to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, The next episode will be out a week on Sunday. Um, Thank you for all your questions so far. We look forward to answering more of your questions next weekend. 
Anything else to add to that, Vodge? Absolutely not. You've heard enough from us for now. Okay. Goodbye. See you next week. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.